It's Sunday morning. Time for the great outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome to the Great Outdoors Show here on WGA Radio. This is Charlie Potter, your host. Thank you for joining me this morning. This morning, I'm going to talk about energy and conservation and missed opportunities that we're currently experiencing. You may have read this week that the uh, Keystone Pipeline, the Canadian part of the Keystone Pipeline, despite the pleas of the province of Alberta, Partners in the Canadian part of the pipeline have closed it down. The Keystone Pipeline was restarted by President Trump. Uh, the very first act, I believe, that President Biden executed as president was to halt the Keystone Pipeline and not grant the permit to have it come into the United States from Canada. The reason I'm mentioning this is because I think it's an enormously missed opportunity to have a win-win. I actually am fairly familiar with pipelines, having negotiated with the Enbridge Pipeline Company for many years on numerous land transactions with the pipeline coming through property in which I had a relationship. Uh, so I, I think I know a little bit about the subject and maybe maybe more about the subject than the environmental groups that have so tried to kill every pipeline project in America in recent years and and are, in fact, killing the Keystone Pipeline project. The reason I say this is the Keystone Pipeline project is extremely valuable to the energy interests in moving the oil sands from Canada and fracking from Canada down to the Gulf Coast of the United States, Louisiana and Texas, where the overwhelming majority of America's oil refining capacity exists. We're not going to build refineries in other places. We have the epicenter of refining in the United States along the Gulf Coast because of transportation interests, and they need to get the oil to refine. The people who've opposed the Keystone Pipeline for years think it is an environmental travesty that we would run a pipeline from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico. Apparently, they have never looked at a pipeline map of the United States of America. If they had, they would realize there are far more pipelines running underground than there are in interstates transecting our country. Pipelines underground are the lifeblood of our economy. And killing the Keystone is a horribly near-sighted effort because the environmental damage that it was going to cause, I think, didn't even exist. Rather, we were in a position conservation interests and were in a position to work 
with the pipeline companies to create far more habitat than currently exists. What's badly misunderstood about pipelines is they are underground and their damage can be easily mitigated. And I say this from firsthand experience. I have wetlands that sit on top of pipelines. I have fabulous hunting areas that sit on top of pipelines. I've helped other individuals mitigate pipeline damage. This is not about ripping up the land, putting a pipeline underneath it, and leaving it raw and naked and destroyed. It's not the case at all. The amount of money that was available, had we played our cards right, to have mitigation for a pipeline that would run the length of the continent from Montana all the way to the Gulf Coast is huge probably in the billions of dollars, perhaps, but certainly in the hundreds of millions. What we could do with those funds to help create and manage wildlife habitat is profound. Now we're not going to get any of those funds. There aren't going to be any jobs, and my conversation today is not about jobs. It's about the environment and conservation. Negotiating from a position of strength, which the conservation community had and still has gives it a very, very good seat at the table for having a positive outcome for building a pipeline that runs from one end of the continent to the other. Instead, the Biden administration just said, no, we're not building it. It's over. No discussion, no negotiation, no opportunity to sit down at the table with energy interests who need the pipeline, with Americans who need the pipeline. It's not as though we're going to be not having oil and gas in our future. We need the energy. And where are we supposed to get it from? The upper hand is we are in a position to negotiate and truly have outstanding conservation and environmental outcomes from the building of the Keystone Pipeline. For the time being, and it could be now, it could now be that Humpty Dumpty cannot be put back on the wall again. I, I don't know. But for the time being, the Keystone is dead. And the ability to negotiate hundreds of miles of wildlife corridors, seas of grass, to create wetlands, to protect important habitat, to manage existing habitat, is gone. And it is so nearsighted, it strikes me as I, I don't understand who actually, who with the rational mind makes these kinds of decisions. This isn't 1890 or even 1960 or 1980 for that matter, when, yes, we did a lot of damage by creating pipelines. There was no thought to trying to mitigate that damage by actually trying to make things better as a result of putting a pipeline through at that point in time. Today, the whole country is focused on trying to make things better. Can you imagine what a billion dollars would do if that was the number, and I bet you I'm not far off, for wildlife management coming through the prairies of the United States all the way down south to Louisiana and Texas at the terminus of the pipeline? Can you just conceive, we should be able to, of the tens and tens of thousands of acres of wetlands that could have been created? 
of the hundreds of thousands of acres of wildlife corridors, bird habitat, we could have used this pipeline as a way to bring back milkweed to help the butterflies, which are in, which are in population freefall. We know we've lost somewhere around 3 billion birds, according to Cornell, in the last 50 years. We need habitat. The pipeline was a great way to negotiate a big gain for that habitat in a part of the world where very few people live, where agriculture dominates, where we could work with agriculture in partnership. There was so much money available to negotiate with conservation interests and with agriculture instead of having a cornfield that ran over the pipeline route. And pipelines, by the way, aren't that wide. Maybe we had a a hundred miles of prairie grass and milkweed, and that was an area for all the kinds of bird species that ground nesting birds that are so imperiled. And it could have run for a thousand miles. I don't think that opportunity is permanently lost, but it's certainly lost in the near term. And it just makes me ask, why are people so short sighted? Why does it have to be yes or no? Where is the art of compromise? Where is bringing the best conservation minds to the table with the best business minds to say, we can both have a win here. There's plenty of money and there's also a national need. Unfortunately, blew it. At least we've blown it temporarily. And I cannot believe the individuals, and this is not a political statement, the individuals in the Biden administration who made this the very first act the president of the United States did have ever sat down and looked at what's possible to build with a pipeline as mitigation. I doubt they've done that. If they had, they never could have reached the decision they did. Now we're simply behind the eight ball again. We've lost this opportunity. And I bet you there are awful lot of landowners, thousands of them, who were on that pipeline route, who were looking forward to the opportunity to have increased wildlife habitat and get paid for it on their land. I'll be back in just a moment with much more on the great outdoors. And when I do, I'm going to move north of the Keystone Pipeline to the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, where, again, an absolutely short-sighted decision has been made. And then I'm going to talk about the Pebble Mine, which the killing of the Pebble Mine is one of the best things we possibly have done. That's a place where a mine should never have been built. When you reach those kind of situations, there is a time when you can say, no, this can't happen here. And that's what's happening with the Pebble Mine. Thanks so much for being with me. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN. And first, a message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. In the field, hunters need to be alert, sense the environment around them and know exactly where they are, communicate seamlessly with their dogs. And when it comes to pickup trucks, you want the same qualities. The all-new Chevy Silverado comes with an available 4G Wi-Fi hotspot for seamless communication. It's designed to handle the toughest loads with advanced trailering technology, tough on the road and off. And the all-new design gives you more cargo space than the competition. Chevy Silverado is the most dependable, longest-lasting, full-size pickup on the road. Plus, there's never been a better time to see your local Chevy dealer about the Big Fix lease. It's an amazing lease deal that can lower your monthly payments and give you more Chevy, all for less money. That's a treasure hunt. 
So head to your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and see why Chevy is the number one best-selling brand in Chicagoland, now eight years running. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. And I might as well make the entire show this morning about energy because that is, frankly, what's driving so much of the conversation and conservation in America today. Moving from the Keystone Pipeline, you heard my feelings on, on why we, we really bungled an opportunity, a, a huge fumble. Moving to the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, if, you're, if you've been paying attention to the news for the past 50 years, back and forth like a ping pong ball. Are we going to drill in, in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge? Are we not going to drill? What's going to happen? Once again, the brake lights are on. The Biden administration are not picking on the Biden administration. I'm just simply saying that they are making some some really bad decisions when it comes to negotiating with conservation interests because they're not negotiating. They're just simply saying we're not going to do things. And they're, they're forgetting that life is a two way street. Shutting down the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge to new drilling is is the current game plan of the current administration. Trump administration thought we ought to do it. Administrations before, as I said, have played ping pong back and forth. The Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, I have been there. Uh, I can tell you, yes, it's, it's beautiful. It's desolate. And it can be developed in a way that also provides for considerable conservation environmental benefits downstream i'm not an advocate of ripping up the most pristine areas of the world but i think as you know have listened to me for more than 20 years in the great outdoors show on wgn i think we need to be realists do we think that vladimir putin on the other side of the ocean there from the north pole is not going to develop all their oil fields in siberia to the extent he possibly can. If we do think that, I, I think we got some fairy dust and we're dreaming. He is absolutely, whether it's him or his successors, whoever it is, Russia is going to develop their part of that oil field. We can develop the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in a way that does protect wildlife and that does provide hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue that will work for wildlife and habitat enhancement, which we so badly need. The days of raping and pillaging, if you will, the landscape for development in America are over. And they have been for quite some time. There are still mistakes. Yes, we have oil spills. We had the Valdez, and certainly we had the BP in the Gulf of Mexico. There are mistakes that are going to happen. They're going to happen anyway. But today's technology and the ability to do great conservation work with revenues that can be segregated from development should make it that we proceed with these kind of projects. But currently, we've killed the Keystone. Now we're putting ANWR back on hold, and I guarantee you the ping pong ball, when the next administration comes in, whatever that might be, we'll go back the other way. With a couple minutes left, I do, though, want to talk about something which just about everyone's in agreement with, and that is 
not having the pebble mine built in Bristol Bay in Alaska. The pebble mine is one of those projects that cannot be environmentally mitigated. There is no conservation benefit to be drawn from it. The possibility of having a, a mine with arsenic in its water in one of the most volatile and active earthquake zones in the world, sitting at the headwaters of the greatest remaining fishery in the world, is absurd. So on this case, the pebble mine is not something that can be mitigated somewhere else because the cost if something goes wrong far exceeds anything that could possibly be done good for the environment. It would be so destructive. So there is a place where you do say, no, we're not going to have development there, and here's why. The pebble mine, the pebble mine is that place. And it appears as though the pebble mine now is sunsetting. It's going to be over and over forever because enough people have come to their senses and realized we simply can't mitigate our way out of this one. An accident there is the end of the greatest fishery the world has left today. So no to the pebble mine. Yes to the Keystone Pipeline. An enthusiastic, actually, yes to the Keystone Pipeline. We can do this. And we can do it in a way that actually so significantly improves the habitat running from the Canadian border to the Gulf of Mexico. We're, we're just we're simply missing an opportunity to make America a better country. And, and, and while it's not the subject of my show, make us also a more energy independent and strategically important country. But from a conservation point of view, yes to the Keystone, yes to the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, and no to the pebble mine. So that's my show on energy. Won't do one for a while. Hope you've enjoyed it. I'll be back next Sunday morning with much more in the great outdoors. And we're likely to go talk about what's taking place west and north where it's forgetting to rain. Could be a difficult year. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN.